Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Okay. Okay. Uh, Patrick? Patrick? Patrick. Okay. Gusto niyo ba malaman kung paano ako nagiging si Spongebob? How did our favorite American cartoon characters wind up talking in Filipino? Find out in this final episode of Super Random, Why the SpongeBob Talk in Filipino? Welcome to Super Random, an Inquirer podcast powered by Puma Podcast where we discuss and deconstruct everything Pinoy pop culture that you've either forgotten or were too embarrassed to admit you liked. I'm your super obsessive host, Ruel S. Devera, and today we will talk about how virtually all the TV cartoons, originally in English, are now presented in Filipino, how this is done, and why there's a debate about it. Previously in Super Random, we recalled how Telesuccess Productions Incorporated shaped the childhood of martial law babies with the dubbing of Voltus V into English from its original Japanese. We also talked about how this represents the first golden age of Philippine anime. Then, just as quickly as it started, the first golden age of Philippine anime ended in 1979, thanks to President Ferdinand Marcus's order to ban super robot anime. When the EDSA revolution happened in 1986, the robots didn't come back, except for Voltus V. But something happened shortly after that for Filipino children. And to understand that, we have to go back just a little further. Ever since the early 1970s up to the 1980s, Saturday mornings were a weekly gift for Pinoy kids as they would wake up early to watch their favorite American cartoons, always aired in the original English dubs. This was a given. Take, for example, The Codified. The Super Friends. Gathered together from the cosmic reaches of the universe, here in this great hall of justice are the most powerful forces of good ever assembled. Or Filmation's He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. And of course... The outrageous gem and the hologram. Gem 
But in 1988, following a wave of post-EDSA nationalism, Telesuccess dubbed a Japanese Sentai show called Shider into Filipino instead of English. A Sentai show is a show where people transform into super-powered heroes, and Shider is about an intergalactic sheriff who battles the forces of Fuma Lear on Earth. And soon, all the anime were being dubbed into Filipino as well. Suddenly, a whole bunch of different shows from different countries were being translated into Filipino too, pretty much on the fly, Mexican telenovelas, chinovelas, etc. And a lot of the writers were voice actors as well. I'm Rudolph Baldonado Jr., I am a producer, director for dubbing, also a dubbing script writer and a voice actor. I have been in the business for 20 years and I have been enjoying this industry so much and I'm at that stage where I want to share what I know to the people who want to get into the business. I was translating from English yung mga materials for dubbing Since it is widely known that Filipinos claim na second language natin ay English, any material, Japanese, Chinese, Spanish, whatever, ang requirement niyan is to give us the material and an English transcript of the material. So in essence, we are translating from English. After ABS-CBN dubbed Scheider, Bioman, and every Super Sentai show they could get, GMA7 dubbed Voltus 5 into Filipino for the first time. Suddenly, there was an explosion of these shows with telesuccess right in the middle of it. Thus began the second golden age of Philippine anime. For years, the Super Saiyan Goku of Dragon Ball Z and the interminable cage battles of Sakuragi in Slam Dunk had defined anime for Pinoy's. Then came Ghost Fighter, which was Telesuccess's dub or adaptation of Yu Yu Hakushu Ghost Files with some localization. For example, Yusuke became Eugene, and that show really established this animation era. It even introduced into mainstream consciousness the Gundam franchise through GMA7's Filipino dub of Gundam Wing. A little piece of unexpected trivia. Ghost Fighter originally aired on IBC 13 first, but it was when Ghost Fighter started airing in the afternoon on GMA7 that it became a sensation. We talked to Bambi Loriaga Amago, former editor-in-chief of Quester Magazine, which was the first Philippine magazine devoted to all things anime. If you look at the anime that have become big with Filipino audiences, you have to look at the themes. A lot uh-huh. of the anime that talagang have an impact on Filipino audiences, not just anime fans, but all ages, all social classes, they are Cinderella stories, they are underdog stories. A lot of our population is poor. So, meron tayong social divide. Just by surviving as a Filipino, parang ang daming ads mong face. And then, itong mga show, Voltes 5, Ghost Fighter, to a certain extent, Slam Dunk, parang yung mga bida, 
sino ba sila? They're ordinary people. And then the ads are stacked against them. No, wala yung tatay, dumating yung aliens, mga ganyan. I remember everybody was rushing home. At the time, I was already working for Questor. And then pagsasakay ka ng jeep, lahat yun ang pinag-uusapan. And then when you come back to the office, parang, oh, napalad mo kagabi. Everybody was talking about it. Hindi lang siya pambata. Na-capture niya pati yung working class. Kaya jeepney driver ka, employee ka sa anong company, pag-uusapan nyo, pag nakasakay kayo sa jeep, nagra-rush kayo, mag-air na. It transcended yung social class. It transcended ages. But just like that, the second golden age of Philippine anime ended. When Ghost Fighter ended. Not even shows like Fushigi Yugi or Flame of Rekka could keep it going. Instead, something unusual happened again. The ubiquitous cartoons, originally dubbed in English, long aired in a market where virtually everyone speaks English, started to be translated and aired in Filipino. And very soon, every cartoon, from Cartoon Network's Powerpuff Girls to Sunbow's classic Transformers, and always, Princess Sarah were airing in Filipino. Take, for example, this bit from the Filipino dub of Cartoon Network's Powerpuff Girls. Yun ang eroplano ni Mayor! Pero di ko makita si Mayor! Nakakatakot naman dito! Ah! Ano yan? Oh my gosh! Ang cute naman niya! Pero mas cute ka pa rin para sa akin. Nahandahan lang! Baka mabangis yan, Bubbles! Siya si Frederick! At hindi siya mabangis na hayop! How about this ABS-CBN teaser for the classic Princess Sarah? Bakit hindi mo tignan si Miss Crew? Lumalakad siyang natural at parang hindi pansin ang libro sa ulo. Si Lavinia nagsisimula ng mainis sa kanya. Nakita ko Mama Sarah, pinatid ka ni Lavinia eh. Meron pa kayong leksyon sa pagsasayaw. Magpalit na kayo ng damit. Ang ganda ng damit ko, di ba? Ah, Sarah! Ang ganda! <laughs> Mas maganda ang damit niya. Mas maganda nga talaga ang damit niya kaysa kayo nabi niya. Sarah, magpalit kayong dalawa ng upuan. Pero Miss Michi, ganda niya. This has led to an entirely new era where all cartoons on free TV are dubbed in Filipino. If you want to watch anime in its original Japanese or American cartoons in their original English, you catch them on specialized pay cable channels. But for the mainstream Filipino audience, cartoons now come in Filipino. Holding that up is an entire industry of voice actors. They come in, look at the scripts, some of which they've written or will now rewrite and then spend hours in a sound booth dubbing. Here, they will try to match the movement of the animated sprites' mouths and often play multiple characters with a change of vocal prowess. You've already met one of the most experienced talents in the field who has been through it all. A lot has evolved and has changed. Directors now cast people who have voices near the character or at least can imitate the voice. That has become the simple blessed na to do in terms of casting. What is difficult is kabosses mo nga siya. 
pero matatapatan mo ba yung performance ng character na yan? Mabibigay mo ba yung kung masayahin siya, Japanese anime na sobrang energetic ng character na palaging parang ayaw niyang humito magsalita. When English movies started being dubbed, would you have that intensity of acting like Meryl Streep? It was another major era in the evolution of dubbing, yung English at Tagalog na. Kasi kahit kami sa industriya, nanibago. For the first time, I was honored to be part of that big chunk of English programs sa TV5 that were going to be dubbed into Tagalog. And those titles were Nickelodeon. And for the first time, the client, yung mismong producer, actively participated. Noon kasi, yung mga titles sa nakita niya, Japanese, Spanish telenovelas, binibili lang yan ng network, ABS, GMA. And then sila na bahala magpadab. Wala ng participation doon yung kusin naman yung producer or distributor. When this age came, Nickelodeon was very active in telling us, we want to hear your voices. We want to see your scripts. And it was very new to us because it meant auditions. It meant having to level up our scripts. And people like me, who did not have the golden voice, suddenly had the chance. Oh, he also happens to be the reason SpongeBob SquarePants now talks in Filipino. Yung audition for SpongeBob, I never wanted to audition because I knew I will not get it. I knew it was one of my other colleagues. No, walang halong bitterness yon. I love them all and I admire them for it. But I also knew I won't have a fighting chance with these institutional voices na gusto na ng mga networks. But after five, six rounds of auditions na palaging tinuturn down ng Nickelodeon, the director, Bernie Malihana, came to a meeting ng mga practitioners in the industry and just told us, Uy, wala na ako mga candidates. Can you please just try out? And finally, when everyone was done, tinaspang director, Rudolph, asang ka na. Sabi ko, ha? Seryoso ba yun? Pati ako. So, para tumulong, I auditioned. I did the sample. And then, a week later, Nickelodeon email, we finally found Spongebob. <laughs> They named me as the voice for it. When ABS-CBN acquired the rights for the Nickelodeon titles, it was one of the conditions of Nickelodeon that the original approved voices would be the ones to continue the program for consistency. That's when we became aware of the international standards of dubbing. Before the director would tell us, ano yung interpretation mo dyan sa character na yan, yun yung ilagay mo na boses sa swak na yan. This time, The clients would tell us, no, we are not looking for your interpretation. We are looking for you to really imitate and get that character. Do not give us a unique interpretation of the character. Do not give us a unique SpongeBob. We are looking for exactly what SpongeBob is. Dito pumasok bigla yung theory pa lang namin noon na kailangan talaga acting eh. Ngayon, na-apply na siya na parang, mm, sabi namin sa inyo eh, acting muna, hindi pagandahan ng boses. It's knowing how to understand that character, how it was interpreted, and duplicating it, or cloning it. 
And actually, that's a lot harder. We have to admit. It's easier to come up with an original interpretation. It's harder to understand someone else's interpretation and duplicate it. Do you like being SpongeBob? Oh, yes. <laughs> My favorite part is, nung nakuha ko na at gamay ko na, kahit in everyday conversation with friends, they will just suddenly tell you, oh, nga, now I see it. You're SpongeBob. <laughs> and I've been doing SpongeBob for like more than 10 years. Voice actors come in all sizes and ages. We talked to one of the youngest and most promising in the industry. My name is Shanti Gleason. I am 16 years old. I've been dubbing for about eight years, so about half my life. I did Sophia the First, Frozen, Incredibles 2, and Henry Huggle Monster, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone as well. And last episode, you met Apollo Abraham, who voiced Dragon Ball Z, Voltes V, and Blue Dragon. I've been dubbing continuously since 1994. I act in commercials also as a model. I'm a voice talent. Uh, I'm the guy in commercials who does, you know, Perditia NCR permit number 0432 series of 2020. Now remember Megalink, the 45 rebetic carotene. See posters and print ads for details. Yeah, that kind of thing. Breathing life into these characters. I'm very proud to be doing this in Filipino. Mind you, you have to do it well in Filipino. I mean, if you do it badly, then that's when a lot of fans are unhappy. Uh, I was once invited to this Comic-Con and I felt like a rock star because I was introduced as, you know, the dubber of this and this character. And I, it just, so many people are into it and are very excited about it. Aside from it being a TV trend, why translate cartoons of all things into Filipino instead of keeping the original English? In a Senate hearing last June, Senator Pia Cayetano strongly suggested that government broadcast stations air children's programs in English instead of Filipino. Can we start showing a lot of cartoons and family-friendly materials on our government stations? Tapos somebody mentioned, ah, kasi idadab ba yan? Bakit ba kailangan idab? A language is learned earliest at their youngest, no? At the earlier you're exposed to a language, the earlier you can pick it up. So this is just cartoons, no? This is for Saturday mornings. Whether in any time of the day, if, you, if you're now going to use it as a um, skill training for the English language. So bakit ba kailangan ipilit, idub yan? Just play it in English, no? It's, it's cartoons. It's uh, just meant for them to hear it. Pipilitin nyo pang idub yan that will take more time, that will take more uh, resources, it will cost us. And yet, you can just be playing the, the thousands and millions of materials available online. Okay, so that's one point I wanted to make. The reactions to Cayetano's comments were swift and damning. Ako po si Michael M. Corosa, professor po ako ng panitikan at pagsasaling pampanitikan sa kagawaran ng Filipino ng pamantasang Ateneo de Manila. Gayun din, ako ang tagapangulo ng National Committee on Language and Translation sa National Commission for Culture and the Arts. Practice naman talaga kahit sa ang panig ng mundo na ang pangunahing wika ay hindi Ingles na isalin sa mga wika ng katutubo sa mga lugar na yun ang anumang banyagang palabas na dinadala sa kanila. So halimbawa sa Thailand, 
sa Thailand, isasalin talaga sa wika ng Thai, kahit hindi cartoons, kahit ang mga pelikula, kahit mga libro mismo, nakasalin din mismo, nilimbag sa wikang Thai. Kahit sa Malaysia, kahit sa Indonesia, at sa iba pang panig ng Southeast Asia. Sa Makatwid, yung pagsasalin sa Filipino ng mga anime at iba pang mga panoori na nanggagaling sa ibang bansa ay isang mahalagang tunguhin ng Pilipinas para maigiit din ang Pilipino bilang wikang pambansa na nagagamit sa buong Pilipinas, hindi lamang sa klase o sa classroom na pag-aaral ng Pilipino, kundi wika naman talaga ito na dapat maging wika ng komunikasyon ng mga Pilipino. Yung mga bata nag-aaral sa paaralan at pag-uwi ng bahay, makakapanood ng Pilipino, napakabuti ng bagay na yun. Kasi hindi naman pwedeng Englishin mo lang yung bata. Dahil una, ano ba yung natural na lingwahe ng bata sa kanilang lugar? Lalo na kung public school system ang ating pinag-uusapan, hindi naman naging English ang lahat. At kaya sa isang banda, pag may mga palabas na nasa Filipino, mananatiling nakaugat pa rin yung bata sa wika na Filipino at naiintindihan niya ito. Alam naman niya na yung English ay wikang pinag-aaralan niya at gagamitin lamang niya sa mga espesipikong layunin na may kaugnay sa kanyang pagtatrabaho, profesyon at iba pa. Here is Apollo's reaction. We cannot stop dubbing in Filipino. That is our national language. That is the best way to reach more people in our country. Our problem, I think, is the opposite. You have a lot of children now who are not proficient in Filipino. But let me qualify. We also have to address the problems in English. There was a time when the Philippines was considered the best in English in Asia. I don't know if we've already been overtaken. I also owe a lot of uh, how I speak and how I learned from, you know, Sesame Street, Justice League. So that was my first exposure, really. So, yeah, I, I feel kind of conflicted about it. It would be good exposure if they also listen to these English shows. Shanti has something to say about that as well. I, myself, as a Filipino-American, when I came to the Philippines at four years old, I didn't know a word of Tagalog. And nobody really taught me either. And I learned through watching Tagalog shows and listening to the radio, which is why I find Tagalog entertainment so important. It helps us learn our own language. You can learn English anywhere. We're taught English in schools. We can go to a different country and learn English. You can't learn Tagalog anywhere else but the Philippines. It'd be so sad if we lost the use of our native language. And also, dubbings provide livelihood for so many people. So like for me, for example, I wouldn't be able to go to school if I didn't get into dubbing and acting. My parents don't pay for my school. They have all the bills and the household stuff. But I, I've paid my own way through school since second grade. And I'm very proud of that fact. Dubbing cartoons into Filipino does not make the cartoons dumber. And it certainly does not make the viewers dumber. It's a question of access. And in many cases, it helps young Filipinos speak their national language better because they are immersed in it while watching something they enjoy. And it certainly doesn't make them less impressive to listen to. And now, for some vocal magic from our talents. Okay, yeah. so let's start with Sophia. Just do a line from Sophia. Okay, um... 
Isang bata lang taga baryong di mayaman Pero naging pinsesang biglaan Dapat matutunan ko panong gagawin Daming babaguhin Very good. Tell us a bit about Little Anna. Oh, Little Anna. She was one of my favorite ones to do because I love Frozen. I love Frozen so much. And when I got called into audition for Little Anna, I was like, I'm gonna bring it. <laughs> okay. Ate Elsa? Psst. Ate? Gising, gising, gising! Di ako makatulog. Gising kasi ang araw. Kaya ako rin gising. Kaya kailangan ko maglaro. <laughs> I played Violet in Incredibles. Okay, let's do, let's do Incredibles. Normal? Anong alam nyo sa normal? Anong alam nating lahat sa normal? Ang pamilya na to ay hindi normal. She has more of a darker tone, an older tone, obviously, because she's a lot older than the other roles that I played. I actually had a very difficult time trying to play Violet. Because of the fact that I did most of my dubbings at a young age. No chance of Hermione today. Ah, I, I don't know how to British Tagalog. Wait. <laughs> Tigilan mo nga yan. Tutusukin mo ang mata ng iba eh. At sinasabi mo ng mali. It's Leviosa. Not Leviosa. Again, that was Shanti, doing characters from the Disney Junior TV show Sophia the First, the Disney movie Frozen 2, The Incredibles, and the Harry Potter movies. Apollo will now give us a bit of the voice work he did for Dragon Ball Z, starting with Krillin, followed by Frieza. Krillin and Frieza are major recurring characters on this extremely popular and long-lived show. Krillin's the bald, short, good guy, and Frieza's just a really bad dude. Grabe! Ibang klase! Padabing-dabing lang ako dati! Ngayon na-interview na ako dito! Social! Kaya Goku! Bro! Galingan mo lang ang trabaho mo lagi para mapansin ka! At saka, mga bata, dapat lagi kayong umiinom ng gatas ha! Huwag na kayong iinom ng beer. Masama yan. Kailangan healthy living lagi. Okay? <laughs> And I can't help it. Let's do Frieza because I like him. Ah, okay. Nasaan ang monkey boy na yan? Ito na ang katapusan niya. Dahil ako, si Frieza. And now, Rudolph will regale us with his take on Elmo, the iconic Miss Piggy, and of course, SpongeBob SquarePants. Oh my God! Elmo, ah, uh, sobrang late na boses nun. That was years ago. Um. <clears throat> Hi, I'm Elmo! <laughs> oh, Miss Piggy. Uh, one of my favorites also. Oh, Kermie! Nagbalik ka na! Okay, very good. <laughs> And finally, let's do a bit of SpongeBob. Okay, SpongeBob is. Okay, SpongeBob, titipta ko muna yung bosses ka. Patrick, 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 Patrick. Oi! Patrick, laro tayo! Ta! 
such extraordinary work from such extraordinary talent. Yet, much of their work goes unacknowledged because they are only ever heard, never seen. Sometimes, you will never know who these talented vocal chameleons are. Here's Apollo. Uh, that, for me, is one of the problems in the Philippines. There is no acknowledgement of our work as dubbers. I mean, if you are an anime aficionado, perhaps, and you try to research, then probably you'll find out that Apollo Abraham did so-and-so character. But as a general rule, e-dubbers are, for me, an underpaid and an underappreciated segment of our society. Like sometimes when you watch materials that we've dubbed, you don't see my name there being acknowledged. I remember one time I was watching Cartoon Network and they were showing Upin Ipin, this uh, anime about children, right? And it was dubbed in Malaysia. After the show ended, in the credits, they showed the names of the dubbers, including the faces of the dubbers. And I was just so amazed. You know, I wanted to cry because, wow, they have some sort of an acknowledgement. When you're a performer, you want to do good work and somehow you want acknowledgement of what you have done. And when you don't see your name there, how could you be acknowledged for anything? Yet, as Rudolph said, these voice actors are banding together in an attempt to improve their working conditions, be paid better, and be properly recognized for what they do. 2011. I was starting to gain a reputation as a director for English Tagalog dubs. Because of legalities, I was forced to create a legal entity. It's a small group of freelancers that share my same philosophy, that there is a need to reinvent the training for dubbers na hindi lang siya pagandahan ng bosses, hindi lang siya nagpaparot or nanggagaya. And of course, it feels very exciting. The dubbers are more accepting now of a different discipline. So far right now, we have approximately 100 plus talents, a combination of regular talents that have been cast in our programs. And then we have trainees, and then we have auditions. We keep the promising candidates to offer workshops in the near future, hopefully to be cast in our future projects. And for all the difficulties and the grind, the voice actors still love what they do, regardless of how old they are or how long they've been in the business. Like Rudolph. At this point, I cannot see myself doing anything else. <laughs> and Shanti, who just graduated 10th grade, also adores the work. Although like my big dream is to become a Broadway actress, I definitely, definitely want to keep voice acting and dubbing for as long as I can. It's a great job.
In the end, the widespread translation of children's programs, most especially cartoons, is not a hassle, but ultimately a democratization of the entertainment and the education they offer. Not to mention a reinforcement of the use of Filipino as our national language. It's not a local trend, but a global one. And it doesn't make us backward. It leads us to the future. Here is Mike Corosa for our final word. Uh, ang mga Pilipino sa aming panig ng mundo, nakagagamit na ng wikang Pilipino mismo sa Facebook, sa Twitter at sa iba pa na social media. Anong problema kung hindi naman sa ganong kahusay mag-ingles? Ang mahalaga na ipahahayag niya kanyang sarili ng buong katapatan gamit ang sarili niyang wika. Hindi Tagalog lang ang wika ng mga Pilipino, ang wika ng mga Pilipino, marami. Mahigit isang daan ang ating mga buhay na wika. May kanikanya tayong wika, mga mother tongues nga natin. Pero meron tayong pinagkakaisahang isang wika rin na kung tawagin ngayon nga ay hindi na Tagalog, hindi Filipino. Dahil ito isang wika na inclusive, inclusibo ng lahat ng mga wika sa buong bansa. At ito, kahit saan ka pumunta sa Pilipinas, kung gusto mo makipag-usap kahit kanino, saan mang panig ng lipunan ka pumunta, makakapag-Filipino ka naman talaga. That's it for the first season of Super Random, an Inquirer podcast powered by Puma Podcast. This episode was produced by Josa Quinones and edited by the awesome Nina Toralba. That amazing Eraserheads medley was performed by the Manila Philharmonic Orchestra. Thank you to Dr. Michael Rosa, Apollo Abraham, Bambi Eloriaga Amago, Rudolph Baldonado, and Shanti Gleason for gracing this episode. Thank you to the entire Puma Podcast team, especially Trisha Aquino, Carl Javier, Mark Casillian, and Siege Tantengo. Thank you to my co-inquirer podcasters, Pam Pastor, Ruth Navarra Mayo, and Tina Arceo Dumlao. Thank you to our design whiz, Sam Calleja, and his team, and our benign overlord, Chris Canaria. Most of all, thanks to you, our true believer listeners, for listening in to our Pinoy pop culture explorations all season long. Don't forget, if you like this episode, you can listen to all of our previous episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Anchor. Tell all your friends to listen and share, share, share. See you next season when we talk even more about the super random world of Pinoy pop culture. Till then, on behalf of the entire super random crew, I'm your host, Ruelas Rivera. Stay safe, live super. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.